and welcome to Talking Tent, a podcast about movies, TV, and all the content we can possibly consume. I'm Zach. And I'm Irma. We are a married couple whose love of TV and movies cannot be contained, so we've decided to share our thoughts, opinions, cheers, and occasional jeers with the world. We are back after one short week off and we've got big TV to cover. Lots of things happened. Two major shows came back in succession and Yellow Jackets shrinking ended. Ted Lasso's back. Mando continues. So let's jump right onto the couch, get in our comfies and talk the big return of the week. Dun, dun, <laughs> the best theme song. I love it. Is it the best theme song? Currently, I'm not even going to say ever blah, 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 get all controversy. It's the best theme song right now. I agree. With White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like HBO does. HBO, Game of Thrones, I was going to say, is also up yeah, there. Yeah. Like, they just do really good theme songs. The only one I didn't like recently was Last of Us. Uh, that one just, I don't know, it bothered me, but I guess it was supposed to bother you. That was more the visuals, I yeah. think. The mushrooms. No, Succession theme song is so good. Oh, it's so good. Frick, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be able to get that out of your head now. All right, so we find ourselves right back in the thick of the Roy family drama. It's Logan's birthday. The kids aren't there. The kids have now fully cooed, and the kids are in California in like what seems like it's Roman's house. Yeah, it's beautiful. LA, uh, thinking up a, a new new schemes, and apparently we care about Pierce again, and everybody wants to buy Pierce. Why? I don't know. So. What I've gathered, so just from my like recollection from last season, it's similar to like what Fox did, what the guy who owned Fox did. He basically sold off most of his company, but kept Fox News. So that's what um, they're doing. They're selling off major bits of the company to Gojo, but just keeping ATN. And so that's why... Um, Who's the dad? Logan. And that's why Logan wants Pierce. It's basically like Condé Nast, More let's news. say. Yeah, to like round out his smaller portfolio. And then for the kids, they like want to start this company called The Hundred, which sounds like really awesome, but also like it oh, exists it's stupid, already. It's the stupidest name. On I, I purpose. kind of liked it. It's the stupidest yeah, name whatever. on purpose. I mean, it, it makes sense for them, like in this world, you know? And like, I think Roman is obviously like the most most right in all of this. Like he I think he also just doesn't like conflict and he just wants to stay out of it as much as possible. But I see where um, Kendall and Shiv are coming from. This is already an established brand. Why not go after it rather than like building something from scratch that could possibly not even work? Yeah, it seems like for the first actually not for the first time more and more. If I'm remembering remembering correctly, Roman is kind of the voice of reason, and Shiv and Kendall are really just trying to screw Logan, whether they want to admit it or not. They kind of admit it, but they also delude themselves into thinking it's a good idea to spend ten billion dollars on a news agency just to to shove it to Logan. Yeah, and- I don't know. I feel like they definitely are overspending like crazy, but. I'm excited to see where it goes, to be honest. 
Uh, are you? I'm not. The dialogue and the characters are so good that it makes you not care that we're just doing this whole thing again. And do you actually care who buys Pierce? I don't even know what Pierce is. I don't I care just told about you, them it's like at a all. Yeah, like... but I don't care at all. Like, do I have a rooting interest in that? Sure, I guess the whole series you kind of are rooting for the kids, just because Roman, uh, sorry, Logan is so horrible. But I don't know. Like, the the plot of the show hasn't really progressed. And let me get this out of the way. It's fantastic. The dialogue is so funny and it's so clever. And every line, it's easily the best dialogue on TV. Not even close. And and some of the best characters. But the plot is boring. Like the plot is meaningless. I have I don't really like we're just doing another we're just doing another deal. This is like the fifth time we've watched this episode, if not more. Sure. I just feel like it's the first episode. They're yeah. just getting us back into the world. Um, I don't know. They're getting us up to speed on what's going on. Like, I'm fine with it. I mean, I expect Succession to start somewhat slow and then really build. And then like, this is kind of like almost a catalyst for this season because it does make Logan pissed, you know, and like he understands what they're trying to do to him. So I just think this is just going to like propel the storyline. And this is also the final season. So it's just like, I want to know what happens, you know, like, do you think they are going to reconcile? Like, do you think also like the show is called succession. Like if Logan doesn't die and pass on this company, then like, I don't know what the whole point of the entire show was. So yeah, I'm, I expect this season to be phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. It's the best, but I hope that this was just kind of a, uh... A reintroduction, like, all right, here's something very familiar to you. It's been a while. Let's just get all the all the characters back in two different rooms and kind of doing their bits. The disgusting brothers, fantastic. Greg and Tom back at it again. And then the kids are all together now fully. So that is a little different. That at least is a change that Kendall and Shiv and Roman are seemingly on the same page. Um, so I'm fine with this being the first episode. But the plot has to move a little bit more, especially because it is the final season, which I assume it will. It's definitely just an intro, a reintroduction. Get us in a familiar place. Have all the great dialogue, as it always does. I actually think it's all going to go horribly wrong, at least as far as the company. I don't think anybody's going to feel satisfied at the end of this. This is kind of the... There's like a weird meaning to this whole show one meaning that these people are so rich that nothing bad can ever happen to them so what's actually going to happen is is going to be instead of being multi multi billionaires who are on top of the world controlling the media they're just going to have billions of dollars but be upset about it but i think ultimately nobody is succeeding anything i think the company is going to implode from the inside because they're just going to keep spending their own money to try and one up each other and it's all going to fall apart because uh, network news is dying and they're fighting for all these things that no one is watching anymore. And they're spending 10 billion dollars for a thing that's not going to exist in a few years. And it's all for it's all a dick swinging competition between the kids and the dad. And that's how I see the season. The whole series ending is just they'll still be rich and totally fine, but nobody's going to be happy. 
nobody's going to have one, quote unquote, the succession or the battle or who's next. Yeah, I don't think that's what I was saying. I mean, um, Jesse Armstrong, the showrunner, has said like, or even just like talked about that he's a liberal. Like this is supposed to be an indictment on the top 1%. Like this is not supposed to make anyone look good. And I don't think it has. So I'm no. not saying like this is going to be like an, a jolly ending that we're all just going to feel good at the end. Like I think it's meant to show us how horrible these people are. I think that's the point. But I am very curious to see like how far they can fall, like morally, um, physically. I don't know. I mean, Kendall has already, not Ken yeah, Kendall has already killed someone and gotten away with it. Like, I don't know. Like, this is just horrible people doing horrible things. And let's hope that yeah. maybe they won't get away with it. Like, let's hope that maybe somehow they will get caught i don't know like get their comeuppance yeah get their comeuppance though i wouldn't i wouldn't no i know i, I that doubt happening. that that's gonna happen because like they never do but i don't think it's supposed to be like oh look at these people they're so rich and they deserve all of this well no oh, i don't think that's the point definitely not nobody's saying that i'm just saying nobody's succeeding anything yeah the only way for this story to end is in disaster but we'll see like what's it gonna be freaking brand takes over the kingdom like no you know it's not gonna end like that or well no or, i think it will end like that like that's kind of the point like i don't think the kids are gonna end up succeeding logan like i actually think it's probably Scar's gonna be guard. cousin greg or Ooh, something stupid greg. like it's gonna yeah. be like the worst person for the job the disgusting brother yeah cousin so. Greg, the line oh my god the fingers it's so, so smart good. it's so smart when there's just so many good lines. That's why I know we've been talking about the plot that I just said I don't care about. But the the dialogue is just so funny and so smart, so quick. Just every line is perfect. Even I don't care who buys Pierce and I'm riveted for an hour of these people just talking. It's crazy. It's brilliant. Yeah. Next big return of the season. Yellow Jackets is back. I really, really liked season one. I was excited for it. I know it, it became quite hyped uh, because it, it actually succeeded in what it was trying to do. But I remember coming into season one, like, okay, this looks very interesting. Great concept. Spooky. Y'all know I love something spooky. And it, it fully delivered. And now we are back and they're expanding on the story. So we find, again, we find ourselves back in the familiar place. The, the girls are in the woods. The adults are in their suburbs. And we're introducing new people. And we immediately learn Lottie is alive and I, a cult leader. Yeah, I feel like we knew she was alive. Maybe not. But, I don't know. They might have hinted at it because true. because they showed the symbol season one around. Yeah, yeah. So it seemed like the women knew, obviously. They they obviously knew she was alive, but I don't think they, they definitely didn't show her. That yeah. actress was not in the show. No, no, she wasn't. I mean, I think Lottie's expanded storyline is the most intriguing to me. Her storyline, I think, is going to carry the season. Like, I'm so excited yeah. to learn so much more about her. Yeah, she I guess I guess Shauna and the big eye girl kind of carried season one. Yeah. But yeah, Lottie is definitely kind of the the most pivotal character. 
in the whole show. And Christina Ricci, per, another great scene. She's just so fun. She I love that fun. she's fun and crazy, and she leans so far into it with, um, what was the scene? When they were, when she was. The interrogation. Right. The fake interrogate, the practice interrogation. Yeah. And she's just like, she doesn't give an F and she pulls no punches. And I love it. The Shauna storyline. I kind of. Yeah, that kind of bothered me. The whole general vibe. I don't actually really love the adults at all. Really? Oh, I like that. Well, except for the fact that they're the famous actresses and like the actresses themselves, I think are really good. Mm-hmm. Like Juliette Lewis and. And Christina Ricci and Melanie Linsky and all of them are great. And I don't think the show gets made without having this um, story of it's the girls in the woods and then we're seeing them as adults. Well, they also introduced a new timeline to this episode, which I thought was really interesting. And I can't wait to explore it more is like when they are rescued. So what is that? They did show that. That's like a year and a half later, I think. So... Yeah, because I think they showed like Lottie getting um, electroshock therapy mm-hmm. and everything. So I am kind of curious to see like what happens in that storyline. Right. They showed like probably, let's say, yeah, the first year they're actually home. So yeah. still in, you know, 19 year olds. Yeah. So that'll also be the teen actresses who you say you True. like better. So it's not even the actors, the both all of the actors on it are great. No, I know. But just like the story, I, the story in the woods is far more compelling. Yeah, of course. And then the other one is just kind of like, it seems forced. And I don't think the show gets made without the idea of, all right, we're showing these girls in the woods. It's like Lord of the Flies. But then imagine Lord of the Flies 20 years later and what what are they up to? That's That's the elevator pitch that gets made. Without that, it doesn't get made. But I feel like when they were thinking about what would happen... They they started to hit a wall and they're like, let's have this. They have to, as our main character stab someone because her husband is uh, doing blackmail to pay for money. And then they totally clean it up. And there's just like a few things. It seems like two different shows almost. Yeah, I almost feel like they kind of lost the thread a little bit. Like, uh-huh. I want to say there was like something that like I heard about, like. That like the timelines didn't add up, like something happened. They're kind of like retconning a little bit. So that's the only thing I don't love. Like there would be things that happened to them, maybe in the woods, or maybe they honestly forget, you know, maybe they just want to forget what happened. And so like when it happens in the adult life, they're like not remembering. I don't know. There's just like weird things like that. Some of the things with the adults, the arts, when they, Shauna and her husband, Jeff, go to the art studio of the, the guy and it's just it's just absurd like stuff like that that's so on the nose bothers me a little bit where it becomes obviously this is not a true story and obviously it's a bit silly and yeah sure you go with it because it's a show but just like the art studio was ridiculous every single wall and painting was just like shauna it's like, oh my God, my well, muse. Well, no, it was two walls. But like, so there's a theory out there because we oh. also don't know what happened to Avi, which is Avi? the little brother that they're out looking for. Oh, yes. So maybe he's still alive and maybe he makes it back. And maybe Shauna and Travis and Avi have like lost touch, you know? Like, so maybe that was Avi that she was sleeping with who changed his name to Adam. 
I don't think that's a good theory. They don't look anything alike. How would you know? I don't know because one- It's an adult. Yeah, but they're like Hispanic, right? As kids and that guy was just a white ass dude. I don't think he, eh, I don't know. I think sure. he's ambiguous. So I mean, it's just guy, a theory. That kid was that obsessed with Shauna, was he? Yeah, he was in love with her. Huh. Either way, silly. And then the the grill. Yeah, that was stupid. That was, yeah. It's insane. Like, things can be subtle. There's, they're doing a good job with the girls because things can, don't have to be subtle when you're in the woods and everybody's going to die. But you can hint at the daughter understanding that her parents did something wrong without having the tiny little picture of the guy's license, just the only thing that didn't burn. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Just make it a light, like the hint of a, a corner of a license. Don't make it the picture because then your audience is like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like you can get the same outcome by just showing something tiny where the girl is going to know it's a burnt license. Like what else would it be? And she was already, she already knew that they were having a, an affair and she knows that the guy is missing. So like you put the pieces together and obviously something horrible happened. He doesn't have to have the tiny pictures, the only thing that didn't burn. Because then we just start being like, come on, this is stupid. So how do you feel about the whole supernatural element of it? Like, I almost want it to be more supernatural, to be honest. Totally agree. But I think, I think again, with the adult storyline, they're making it kind of like it can't be that supernatural yeah. because it's grounded too much in reality. Whereas I just like the girls in the woods storyline way better. Yeah. And it, it, it just works better. It's, it's a horror show at that mm -hmm. point. And then this, the adult storyline is like desperate housewives almost like it's yeah. a soap opera. It's weird. I know. Um, do you feel like it's like comparable to lost? Like you're a big lost yeah. fan. You watched how, how many seasons of it was All it? Of them. I don't 11 know. to 11? No, no, I think it was like seven. Um, do you feel like it could be comparable? Like, I feel like that had a lot of supernatural elements. Yeah. In like kind of, I think, well, A, it's a lot spookier than Lost. But yeah, Lost opened up a lot more questions where I don't think this does. But maybe, I mean, the supernatural, I do really like it, but I feel like they already closed the door on all of that being possible, but maybe not. They can, they can blow it wide open with like Lottie having powers, but she doesn't really have to have powers. You just kind of hint at it more. Well, but I with the like adults, it's just shut. Like it's just, it kill. I feel like it kills the vibe when you just show them just being kind of just weird, weird women. Sure. Well, they haven't shown Lottie yet. Yeah, they did. She was a cult leader. I understand, but not like really. They showed her for what? Like a minute, not even. Sure. So like she could be like, I honestly think, and the way they portray her is kind of like a conduit to like a spiritual realm because mm -hmm. she sees things. She feels things. Um, they showed that kind of when she put her hand on Travis's chest. Um, and then I don't know if he saw what she was seeing or it was just her that was seeing it. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm so curious about her. And then. So I have a question for you Ooh. where they take. Um, oh, my God. What's her character's name? Nat. Nat, yeah. So where they take Nat, they kidnap her. Yeah. And she winds up in a cabin in the woods. Do you think those woods are the same? Ooh. That she that went. That seems like very far. Could happen. 
We don't. Are they in Seattle? They're in Seattle, right? I forget. I forget where the adults are or where they started. I mean, I know they were in New Jersey, but I wasn't sure if they were all still in New Jersey. They probably are, actually. Yeah, they're way, they're East Coasters. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, she could have. I don't. We don't know how long she was out for. It's definitely possible. That would be interesting. If I, well, I don't also, see. Also, because like that's where I think. So in the beginning, Lottie was on medication, and then the plane crash happened. She couldn't take her meds anymore, and then she started. Um, I don't even think she started. She already had these abilities. Like, I think they showed a flashback in the first season of her, like, seeing a car crash come. Um, and her parents, I guess, like, got freaked out by that, put her on medication. And now that she's off her medication, she's back to being um, that seeing self, I guess. Or delusional. Sure. But I think there's a very fine line between that. I don't know. I find it so interesting. I can't wait to see where it goes. I really want them to lean more into the supernatural. Um, and maybe less of the adults, even though I do really like the adults. So I don't know. Yo, Christina Ricci and Julia Lewis are great. Yeah. Melanie Linsky's okay. She's like too straight. She's like, she has to be the straight, the straight woman. Mm-hmm. I don't mean sexually, like, you know, in a comedy or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, there's one that's just a like. serious person. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, if she was crazy, like literally all of the other women. Well, I guess she is crazy. She did kill a man. <laughs> Yeah, she ate her friend's ear. Well, yeah, that was as a kid. But, like, she's the one that got married and has a kid and is kind of normal. Also, what do you think happened to her baby? She's pregnant. Oh, right. In the woods. No, isn't that? That's the daughter. No, that daughter is a teenager. So how many years? It was 25 years. 25, yeah, you're... I always thought that that was the daughter. No. That daughter's in high school. Yeah. And they say it's 25 years? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1996 to 2022, 2021. I guess that'll be another big reveal. The other, another thing that, so I think I said this when we were just looking forward to the show coming back, is I feel like they shouldn't have shown the adults until later because, and this is, gets back to, so they started letting other girls talk. And at first it seems weird, like, oh, all of a sudden these new, the girls in the woods are talking. I forget one of their names. Two of them had speaking roles who had had not spoken in the first season. And you have to realize that it's because they're going to die. And we have to start caring about some of the people that are going to die. I don't know. What if they meet another um, group of people? And it's like... Now you're getting straight into Lost. Now Now it's just Lost. The others? Yeah, maybe. No way. I, don't I just know. don't think there's enough people. They've showed that scene of all the people like sitting and then the girl running and there's a lot of them there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So we know the problem is that everybody that spoke in season one, except for Big Eyes Girl. I can't. Who are you I talking fr- about? The main, the girl that died. The only one that died. The one that's frozen. That oh, Sean is um, talking to now. Big Eyes Girl's name is Jackie. The one that was Shauna's best friend who was dating Jeff and then Shauna was sleeping with Jeff. So basically everybody that spoke in season one, we know is alive because we see them as adults. And then they've showed enough that we know that Lauren Ambrose is coming as grown up Van. And because they showed that in the trailer and she's in the credits. I'm looking at her right now on IMDb. So uh, Lauren Ambrose, who's in Servant and from uh, Six Feet Under. So basically every character is alive that we know. 
So it kind of kills that. So they have to add more characters because somebody's getting eaten. <laughs> well, Coach, whatever that guy, the one with the one leg, he's... True. We don't know about him. Yeah, we don't know about him. And then there was another girl when Misty was by stirring the pot, told her to get away. She's like, she looks Asian. Um, she's not alive as an adult. I don't know. There's been characters in the background that um, have spoken. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see where it goes. I, I still really like it. I know it sounds like I'm complaining a bit. I like it. I like, I'm still riveted by it. Just some of this, some of the adult stuff is like, eh, Thais is crazy. That's another one. It's like, they thought of this storyline of her going off into the woods by herself and eating dirt. So they couldn't just have her as an adult be totally fine. But like, also the woman, I guess, I guess because she had it. She suppressed it for a while. Now that all this stuff is coming back, it's all coming back. But the woman she lived with, she was like totally fine for that long. And then now it's just a disaster. But yeah, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens, even though we kind of know what happens. I think that's my main gripe. What do you mean we know what happens? Like the, the girl's storyline is the most compelling, I think. But we know what happens because it's essentially a prequel because they're already showing Mm -hmm. all of them even though it's at the same show like we we know some of them are going to die and it's still disturbing but we know all the people that live and where they are now so like what's going to happen that's surprising we'll have to see. i guess where the where the daughter is i didn't even think of or the baby yeah of course the baby maybe she maybe there's maybe a, she's in the cult <gasps> maybe or maybe the baby doesn't work out because it gets very maybe violent they maybe eat they the baby the, ooh, that would be that would be brutal <laughs> that would be brutal if they eat the baby i don't know can stars do that i don't think so showtime <laughs> showtime sorry all right that's switch gears that it gets ooh, that it gets dark on eating the baby <laughs> yeah. shrinking finished should i sing that song i forget it it's um, Ben Gibbard. Actually, he wrote that song for the show, which I, I cannot carry the weight. Anyway, the guy from uh, from um, Postal Service? Death Cab and Death Postal Cab. Service wrote the song for the for the show. At first, at first, I just thought it was a Death Cab song, and then I looked it up, and he wrote that song specifically for the show, which is which is really cool. That is cool. Uh, but yeah, Shrinking ended. We loved it. Again, we we just love sometimes you just need a sentimental show, but it was actually really funny. That was the Very big difference. Funny. Like the again, the lines and all of the banter was actually funny. It wasn't just sappy and make you feel good or make you feel bad, depending on what they were talking about. Like Jessica Williams was hilarious. Jason Siegel's always hilarious. Harrison Ford was great. Grumpy Guy, the daughter was great. All the characters were really great. And I, I actually found myself when we switched. So when Ted Lasso came back, which we'll get to, I found myself kind of bored by Ted Lasso because shrinking just took all of the emotional weight that Ted Lasso had. And it just feels like Ted Lasso now feels like what, like, I don't care as much. There's just not, the story is had kind of lost itself. Yeah. But, I agree with that. And it, but it's all the same people, right? Yeah, I think it's like one. I don't think it's all the same people, but they're definitely related somehow. So like one of the producers, I think, is the same. Well, no, I thought it was the, the guy, um, the really grumpy guy on yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah, it was him. Brett Goldstein. Yeah. Right. Uh, Roy Kent. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he's, I thought was on this. He wrote this. I think so. I think yeah. he's definitely involved somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, maybe he was run out of ideas. It's almost like the uh, Star Wars thing that we were talking about with Filoni. Yeah. It's like, it's just, he took he took all the ideas to somewhere else. And This is a very different type of show. No, of I course. feel like they're not really comparable, but. To Ted Lasso? Yeah. Well, no, because there was a lot more, like, interpersonal drama yeah. in the first two seasons and Ted being depressed. And now he just moved, all of that is just in shrinking. And now Ted Lasso is just about football. Yeah, but, anyway, but I still also think like drinking. Jason Siegel brings a lot of yeah. that. Oh yeah, he just yeah, very different characters. He but is I just the think he is the best sad boy. sad guy, <laughs> but like in, in a hopeful way. Everything he's yeah. in, he he does it so well. Just yeah, I love how they ended it. Well, almost no, we did, we, we actually love, hated we the last how ten they minutes. Got close to the end. The uh, wedding, the, the wedding was beautiful. The wedding was yeah, wonderful. the sentiments. And then I don't know why they have shows think that they have to end on these cliffhangers. Industry did the same thing. If you go back to our favorite shows of last year, I talked about industry season two and how fantastic it was, except for the last five minutes that just didn't make sense and killed the vibe of everything they built. This was even more drastic because yes, there was obviously the understanding that what he was doing was dangerous, quote unquote, as Irma likes to say. And obviously, like a real psychologist would just, I guess, not get away with what he did with Sean. Like they hinted at it with Harrison Ford being like, now Sean's living with him. And is, yeah, sure. Like the idea is that he's doing experimental psychology and it probably wouldn't fly in the real world. But we don't have to really bear the consequences of that. We know that. And this is a show about a guy and a family and a group of people dealing with the death of their wife, mom, close friend, you know, whatever. And, and you know, building, com building relationships and building around that. It's not about a bad psychologist who gets in trouble. Like, we know it's going to next season, he's going to wiggle out of this. What is he going to jail? Like, why have this? beautiful dancing moment with his daughter saying you look just like your mom and we're all crying and then have like this tertiary character be like "Ooh, look what's gonna happen next season jason's getting in trouble like, eh. yeah it just killed the vibe it really did kill the vibe it just didn't make sense and if you wanted to do that fine uh, again i'm arguing but then do it next season it didn't need to sure. be this season or do it way earlier so do it before the wedding yeah and then obviously jason siegel doesn't know anything about it but we know that eventually it's catching up to him yeah. while he's giving this beautiful speech and everything is fine and we can still be watching it be beautiful and end with the beauty just kind of knowing things are going wrong next next season because like the show is about like a beautiful fun, happy, sad, dealing with emotions, not a bad psychologist or like a questionable psychologist. Yeah. So I don't know, it's just odd. The last five minutes, not even five minutes, it was 30 seconds. It was like a stinger of Marvel movie. I know. Like, it ah. definitely like annoyed me that it ended like that because it's also like, I love this show. Like it really makes me so happy every time we watch it. And now like, that's what I'm also going to be thinking about is that like it ended the season, like just on a stupid note. And yeah. I'm just like, it kind of like makes me mad. Yeah. But. I just wonder, maybe they'll use that for him to, I don't know, maybe Harrison Ford didn't want to be on it anymore. So somehow they're going to have to part 
of like I don't know. Well, I just Harrison don't really Ford know. needs to freaking take a break. <laughs> yeah, this old man, he's, he's a national lately. treasure, and needs to calm down. I mean, Christ, how many kids does he have? He can't have that many kids that he needs to keep working. <laughs> he just loves it, I guess. I know, he loves the craft. But he was great. That's the he's the best he's been in so long. Yeah, grumpy guy. Apparently, we learned based on kind of the Stutz psychologist mm-hmm. that Jonah Hill made the the documentary on on Netflix. But, you know, I kind of hinted at it. Ted Lasso started. Now we're in what? That was episode three? Oh, or was it only episode two? It was only episode two. For, oh, now, well, A, they're way longer now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I haven't liked this season. I, I in the middle of the show, I said, we're in the season three doldrums with another show we're about to talk about. That it just lost, it's lost something. And it lost, like I said, with shrinking, the, the sentimentality, the caring of the people. And we're kind of just redoing certain things. And then I also found myself thinking they should not have been this high a level of English football. Because now that we're in the Premier League and they're playing Chelsea, it starts to feel really stupid. Like, this is not possible. An American that does, still doesn't understand soccer. Like, well, he also, would learn like, soccer. He doesn't do anything, really. Yeah, Everyone like, else does it. He's like, the, he's like the emotional coach. And then yeah. Beard is the one that understands it. But at least when they had the other coach that now left for West Ham. Yeah. He was like, the, okay, so at least there's someone that really understands the X's and O's. Now it's like Beard, who's also an American, who kind of understands it. And I guess Roy. But... Nathan. Yeah, Nathan, who they made the villain because yeah, they had to. Yeah, which is kind to. of a bummer. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, it just, even though, again, I was just saying how you can kind of suspend disbelief of, like, yeah, he's a bad psychologist, who, or not even bad, but just, like, questionable. Okay, he's a bad soccer coach, but it's more about the emotion. But lately, these past two episodes have not been about the emotion. It's about them literally winning or losing. Like, it's been mostly about football, like actual soccer. Yeah. As opposed to just like, yada, 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 we're a family. And it's, you know, we're like, they should have just made it lower soccer leagues so that we never had to be like, there's just no chance this team would ever even get close to a Chelsea or be in the locker room look terrible. Unless there's a, in Stamford Bridge in London, unless I just don't know that Chelsea Stadium sucks. But like the locker room was awful. And it's insane. They're the one of the biggest football clubs in the entire world. Like it would be beautiful. It's got to be beautiful. Yeah. And it like was even terrible. the visitors like a high be school. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it, and like they should have. So now that we've been introduced to shows like Wrexham with uh with Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds, they could have just made this soccer club like three levels down, and all the drama would be the same. We still care about Wrexham and whether they're going to get promoted. We know they would, they're never going to be in the Premier League. I mean, who knows? 15 years. Who knows? But they got like the they're money. Not, they're not even close to the Premier League at this point. Yeah. But we still care about them. It's still like winning and losing. And, but, you know, like soccer, Ted Lasso could have been there. Maybe they just didn't think it would have as big of a draw if they weren't playing into the Premier League. But now it just feels, it feels silly that they're in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to shout out Hannah Waddingham. She is so stunning, and I just love her. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think her and Ted, yeah, great deal. Will duo. they or won't they? 
They will not, they but will that's not. okay. <laughs> they've even lost, like, they've lost that thread. Yeah. Well, and also, they also lost the Juno Temple and Brett Goldstein thread, which is like, fine, you need them to, I guess, break up, but I don't know. Now it's kind of like, why do we care about Juno Temple's character? Like, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Even though I know, I understand she does marketing for them, but yeah, it just all kind of is starting to feel a little stale. Yeah. Well, now they're bringing the new guy. Now that we like Jamie, they're bringing in a new Jamie. That's to be true. like the antagonist right, right, of right. the team. But they're also trying to convince us that they could compete with Chelsea if some master guy from the Spanish league were to come over. Italian. You know, was it from, oh yeah, he left Roma. Or yeah, whatever. remember because we started doing the Italian uh, the, yeah. da, 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 in the bar. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess in theory that's possible, but we also all know. Also, you didn't do the Ted Lasso theme song. I forget it. It's the <laughs> yeah, Marcus Mumford. That was definitely close. That wasn't even close. I Cut know. that out, please. <laughs> yeah, that's that's continue on with some maybe some negative vibes. We started off strong, even though I had some slightly negative things to say about Succession and Yellow Jackets. Still thoroughly enjoyed those. Ted Lasso, eh. Shrinking great. Ted Lasso, eh. Mando, the Mandalorian. Just in case anybody doesn't know. Uh, now we're halfway through season three, and I'm just going to say it's bad. It's not even like, yeah, maybe we'll get there. We're not getting there. There's nothing to get to, I don't think. Yeah, it's really strange. I don't really understand. So my biggest gripe is at the end of season two, um, Din Djarin, who is the quote-unquote Mandalorian, um, and Grogu were separated. Grogu was training with Luke. Din was off on whatever adventure. Um, and this was at the end of season two. So I thought, okay, so season three, we'll see how um, they find their way back to, to each other. Mm-hmm. But then that happened in Boba Fett. And I just don't understand why they wouldn't have put that as part of season three of The Mandalorian. I just feel like it really undercut this season of TV. And then we thought, okay, so maybe it is about Din finding the living waters and being baptized again um, so he could be a part of the creed and all of that. But then that happened in what, the second episode? And it's just kind of like, okay, so now what? Now what's the point? And I don't know. I'm not usually one that like needs like an end point, but I do just want to understand what is happening. Like, I just feel like, Maybe the show is called The Mandalorian for a reason and maybe not solely about Din Djarin, let's say. Um, I feel like they're kind of passing the mantle on to Bo-Katan, who oh. is like feeling like she's the main character of this season, which sure, I actually really like. I like Bo-Katan yeah, a we, lot. We had previously said we Bo-Katan is the best character. Yeah, I mean, she is the best character. Yeah. So maybe and she's also a Mandalorian. So why can't the Mandalorian be about her now? Because I kind of almost feel like Din Djarin and Grogu's story, it's not like over, but they almost just like, I don't know, next to Bo-Katan, they just, all the Mandalorians look so lame. <laughs> they look yeah. so bad. I truly don't understand how they have survived this long. I mean, they're freaking on a planet that they keep getting like eaten. Their kids keep getting stolen and they do nothing about it. The kid was stolen for what? Like, three days and they just kind of sat around trying to figure out what to do. It's like, Oh my God, have some gumption, like do something about it. Yeah. I think, I don't know the, the din and 
Grogu story was kind of over. They ended it, and then marketing said, no, you didn't end it. Bring it back. Well, no, Grogu, I think, is going to play a very bigger role. Sure. But it's just like, I don't know. The fact that he's just so saddled with Din, and I love him. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Pedro Pascal, like, can do no wrong. But really, they've made him look just like such a joke. Like, he freaking walked into the water and then just sank to the bottom like a stone. It just like feels so strange. Like that wouldn't happen to him. Like, yeah, I don't he got, know. He got smoked by those other dudes yeah. that then Bo-Katan came in and just destroyed exactly. them. But maybe that's kind of on purpose. I and he's going to, I want, they're like hinting at that. Um, I keep wanting to say baby Yoda. Uh, Grogu. <laughs> yeah. Is going to have to save him. I mean, I guess that makes sense at one point. But yeah, there is like no through line anymore. They had the main storyline of Din and Grogu out on the run and people were coming after them and there was always someone on their heels. Yeah. And so like that was always the challenge. And now there's not that and there isn't really an antagonist. There's nothing that they're fighting against. They're in theory trying to reestablish the Mandalores and and potentially go back to the planet. But like they're all together. We're seeing all of these people together. They're just on a different planet in a stupid little beach that they never leave. And, and it looks like kind of shitty. Sh- it looks really bad. The show looks really bad. And you would think like it, they kind of made a big deal about or not a big deal, but it was widely known that, all right, it's very successful. The budget should go up. And they've traveled a little bit to other other planets. So it's not like they're just stuck in the desert planet, sure. But we also all know it's just in the volume. And them doing the, the repelling, not repelling because they were going up, but to go get the kid from the, the dragon nest. Yeah. It looked horrible. It looked like the that scooter race from, from Boba Fett. Like yeah, just yeah. slow. And stupid. And I get that sometimes Star Wars is campy and that's kind of part of it. But like it never looked stupid. And it has this season has just been. That's what I'm saying. The Mandalorians in general, they just look lame. Yeah, there's just nothing that I'm rooting for. Like there is no plot. There is nothing that's happening. Yeah. Like what has happened in four episodes that is going to be. Like there's they nothing like kid. this week, like, like, well, obviously we're going to keep watching, but there's nothing that like, I don't know. I just feel like there's always something that we're building towards. Like, I don't really know what we're building towards anymore. Yeah, like maybe it nothing. is to go back to Mandalore, but then like they haven't really established that. Like, well, they just haven't showed us why that's really important other than this is the way. Like there's yeah. only so far that this is the way is getting me. I know. I'm like, all right, so you're all together anyway. It's just a different planet. It was kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like when you are all the straight man, like it's hard to like have any personality, any like, they're so uncharismatic. Yeah, Bo-Katan is is the only one. Yeah, she's the only one I care about at this point. I mean, she's becoming lame also because she's following the way. I know. Well, I don't think she's going to like continue. Yeah. But I do, um, I mean, obviously protect Grogu at all costs. Like I absolutely- adore him um yeah he is probably the only real reason why i watch this show it's like every time he's on screen i just squeal um so anyway 
Yeah, I, I think love. some of the Star Wars stuff. So we had been watching the Bad Batch, and we actually haven't watched the last few because it got boring. I That's think, also for children. Sure, but kind of. I just feel like maybe the Star Wars world, if you're super into it, I bet there's things about this season of The Mandalorian. Like they showed Grogu in Order. the Order 66 situation. So like we all kind of knew that Anakin like had to be involved with Grogu and what happened at the Jedi Temple just with the timing and where he was and who he was training with. Like, and they kind of showed that and then he got rescued. So that's why we should say he got rescued by the person who played, um, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. The person who played Jar Jar Binks. I think that was kind of amazing. Yeah. They let that guy have a little bit of redemption. I guess. Yeah. Got to save Grogu. The thing that fans care about the most. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty cool, but it was just in like a weird side story. It just seems really disjointed this season, which is very disappointing. Andor yeah. was really good because you know what? It didn't like it stayed in its lane and it didn't try and do too much. And there was like real stakes. And this, I guess, is a little more lighthearted, but there's just no stakes anymore. It doesn't feel like there's anything happening. But again, I don't know. Sometimes the worlds are just too big. And if everything has to connect to the next big thing, it's like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see where the rest of the season goes. Continuing on our big TV catch up, we got some a little comedy corner. So Erman and I wanted to just shout out a show called Grand Crew on NBC. It's a, your classic sitcom uh, similar to Friends, I guess. I feel like it's more like happy endings, to be honest. Sure. Uh, but it's great. It's so funny. It's so it's funny. A, it's a group of friends. They they're always at a wine bar, and it's it's just hilarious. Carl Tart's on it. Nicole Byer, um, who plays Sherman, Carl Tart. Okay, he yeah. is the best. Yeah, he's the so, only person I I know. I don't know the rest. Oh, of the really? Other okay, than okay. Nicole yeah, Byer. he's hilarious. He honestly, everything that comes out of his mouth is just a zinger. Like he's so funny. Yeah, so fully recommend it. It's just a great, you know, group of friends having a good time, going through their ups and downs, relationships and marriages and, you know, your classic sitcom stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just, it's so funny. Whereas I, th I feel like the day of the network sitcoms has kind of come and gone, where most of them start to get stale or boring or for a crowd that's not really us. But Grand Crew just works and it's hilarious. And then we've almost caught all the way up on History of the World Part 2, the big Mel Brooks comeback with Nick Kroll and Ike Barinholtz. And I love Nick Kroll. I loved The Kroll Show. I loved him in The League. Oh, Hello, we saw before it was on Broadway. We were hip to that, him and John Mulaney. Hmm. So anytime he's on screen, Zach's dying. He loves it. Some of the other stuff, they just, I feel like they just serialized a bit too much of it. Like we didn't have to keep coming back to the Civil War. Although I guess, I guess they, they ended that and it, it was fine. Or like the Russian Revolution, they keep coming back to. I feel like they could have had smaller, weirder sketches, just about all different history stuff. And they, they kind of stuck to a few things, maybe a little too long. Yeah, I agree. 
I don't know. It's definitely funny. Some of the bits are really funny. Like, I think we just watched, what was it? The uh, the Beatles, like, Get Back documentary. So they did a spoof on that about... Um, yeah, what they're doing with Jesus is really funny. Yeah, because the Jesus they're, is they're really doing funny. Basic, they're doing the Jesus story, but just with all different types of spoofs. So they did a Curb Your Enthusiasm one. This was the, uh, yeah, the the new Beatles documentary that yeah, was the just the back. talk of the town. Um, now they kind of did a spoof on that. But then there's some other ones like the Russian Revolution, the Civil yeah, War, where it just keeps that. coming back to the same characters, which is fine. I mean, so does the Jesus one, but the Jesus one, like, I don't know, it's done way better. I don't know why I like it so much more, but yeah, all the other ones I'm just not like loving. I mean, I've, I definitely like laughing here and there, but yeah, it's okay. Again, a weird, a weird sketch they just did for one episode was the, the statues thing with Kublai Khan and... And just like a Jersey guy selling statues. Well, the Kublacon one was Nicole, funny. Yeah, but that's a one-off. So they could have done a little more of those weird, yeah. weird things. All right, so now I'm going to hit some reality TV. I've been watching so much reality TV lately. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> um, first, on to something that both Zach and I watch with a ton of our friends. Oy, 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 uh, hey, hey, yaka, yaka, yaka yay, yay. Way, waka, That's not the song. Ah, <laughs> Survivor. Uh, I'm absolutely loving every single member of the purple team, the very dwindling purple team, because somehow they keep losing everything. Yeah. It's just so good. Like Great I th- characters. Yeah. I really so think that they have to like do like a tribe swap or mix up. Because there's no way there's they can, like... There's only three people left. Yeah. On that tribe. Exactly. So they have to, like, reorganize the tribe somehow. Yeah, maybe they just go into twosies next next episode. Twosies? What do you mean? Like two tribes. Just split those oh, the three people Oh, yeah, up. yeah, maybe. Well, then they would switch them all up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There has to be something. But, yeah, I'm so... I just love um carolyn and um jam jam, jam. jam. they're so funny yeah he's... and i'm kind of bummed that they're at odds right now yeah, like i want them to be best friends team and yeah now it's all falling apart i know she got swayed in by that other new guy yeah are they our last two people left in our in the fantasy yeah because we jam, have a fantasy jam. team uh no the lauren i think on the orange tribe i don't remember her She's did she get swapped mark on her neck Oh, I didn't realize we had her. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we lost. Yeah, Our we're doing so bad. Terrible. I know. But yeah, it's inter- interesting this season, I noticed. So I had said about the last few that like the people that really play the game seem to, they're never going to win again. It's very, it felt like Survivor got very woke, which is totally fine. I love all the inclusion, but it feels like this season they're going, people are going after the unassuming women that will sneak up on you. Like they got rid of Sarah. Yeah, they've they got rid of, rid of a lot of Ellen women. Yeah, so far this because season. Because those were the two that, not last, so last season Gabler won, but the two before that, the two winners. So the people filming this season we're currently watching probably didn't see Gabler win because they had probably filmed it, like it probably hadn't been totally out. So yeah, all maybe. they had seen was two pretty unassuming younger girls kind of sneak up at the very end and take the whole thing. Yeah, maybe. So now they're just getting rid of all of those women, which is interesting how how people react to what what has most happened, what most recently happened. So we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, eventually it won't be like all. It's Yeah, it won't be all the men 
Like Carolyn is Carolyn's in it to win it. She's I a wacko. So. She's oh a my wacko god! Girl. Yeah, I hope people think like, oh no, she's too kooky to win. But and then I hope she sweeps it. Yeah. And then we win. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So the next show I want to talk about is Top Chef. I absolutely love this season so far. I loved meeting all the chefs from around the world. Um. The only thing I wasn't thrilled about is um. There are four American chefs out of the 16 that are um that they started with and i just kind of wanted or wished that it was all like winners from around the world maybe one american but i don't know i just feel like yeah like i just wanted more people i didn't know i guess but in general i absolutely love it like i'm having fun they're in london i'm so happy that they brought like a different city a different country into the mix and yeah i can't wait yeah, they introduced that there's a lot of different top chefs, which makes sense. We all know all these reality shows have like different offshoots, like The Voice Turkey and whatever. So there's a, there's, they have, it seems like they've represented six or seven of them because there's multiple Canadians, there's multiple Americans, there's two from the Middle East ones. Like we, we were saying, and then they, they brought in the host from Top Chef South Africa, but they didn't have any contestants from yeah. Top Chef South Africa. So why? Again, maybe people said no. That's been my thought is like these 16 people were not the first 16 they asked. This is just what they were left with. Like some of the Americans were like, why is this person? There's so many other people that could have been on it that won or were better. Yeah. And uh, so I assume people said no, but I don't know. It would have been cool if there was one representative from each. Yeah. If there I are agree. 16 different versions. No, there are. They said it was like 28. Yeah. So I'm just so like, like one winner. Everyone was a winner. Yeah, that's what I kind of wished. Country, yeah, which would have been really cool. But maybe people said no. But I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm also thinking like, all right. So there's been like how many seasons of the U.S. version? Maybe yeah, there's 20. not as many seasons. Oh, certainly not. Of like, yeah, from other countries. So who knows? Maybe they just don't have that many people to pick from. But who knows? Anyway, love the show. Um. So another show that um, Zach and I have been watching together is Next in Fashion. Don't try and deny it. Yeah, I got caught up in it. I think <laughs> I missed the first episode and then I saw the second one. I've always watched the fashion shows with you. That's I like true. fashion. I know you do. Secretly. Yeah, so this secretly. is on um, Netflix. It's hosted by Tan French. French? Tan French. And Gigi France. France? I think so. Oh. Tan France. <laughs> think. I just made him French. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Gigi Hadid. Yeah. Tan France. Yeah. Tan France. And this made me really like Gigi Hadid. Not that I didn't like her before, but like I honestly had never heard her speak before. And this just like, I don't know, made her kind of endearing. Like she actually got super emotional Mm. when like they were sending a couple of people home. And I don't know. I just thought it was really amazing. Yeah. The, uh, personification not really better word of supermodels i guess that had always been a thing but kind of like the nba where the younger generation now is just better at being more personable i feel like it's happened now i i just came up with this theory that it's like they've learned from so tyra banks and heidi klum and all them have had their own shows but they've always been like a little icy and mean Right, like that's kind of like Heidi Klum is always kind of like, eh, not. yeah. I well, I would say like 
Gigi Hadid grew up with social media. Right. Yeah. So she's always kind of had to be like performing in a way, even though it was like she chose it. Um, but like Tyra Banks, like I don't like her TV show was the first time ever yeah. that she's had to like do that. But I'm, I also and mean, also like, I think the industry has changed. I mean, true. at least I think it true. has. I Hopefully. don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're led to believe any everything's not as horrible as it used to be. But like, so both Hadids because Bella seemed nice too when she was on it, and we kind of like Cara Delevingne has become uh, like an actress. I know you love no, her. but I just mean like she seems like just a nice. You like know. Amic- amicable person in <laughs> yeah. the things that she's that they've shown, and then Emrata. I don't know. They just seem more like humans. Yeah, than- no, they do. <laughs> they do. I mean, that's kind of what happens with social media. Everyone's so yeah. much more accessible. Um, but in general, I just really like how this show kind of has mixed um, designers from all different backgrounds: people who do streetwear, people who do more glam. Um, people who design men's clothes, design women's clothes. Crazy doll clothes. Yeah. one girl. I just feel like it's really fun. And I do think like it's probably hard to compare these different styles, but I do really enjoy seeing them. And it really is like they all obviously have like different challenges every week. So obviously the person who performs the weakest goes home. Yeah. I, I just had a really fun time. We kind of binged it over a couple days. And yeah. It was his second season, I should say. So I watched the first season without you. Oh, my God. What? I, I knew that. You have to go back and watch nah, it. I won't. I'll watch season three. Yeah, it was cool. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Tan seems like a nice guy. I know. <laughs> and they wear clothes <laughs> oh, so, so good. well. Oh, my gosh. They were all, they were always I know. matching. Definitely everything they wore was definitely custom. Yeah, they look so good. The person that's designing their clothes and is not competing on the show. That's a weird job, right? Yeah. It's like maybe that person's already more successful because they have this job. I feel like it's mostly styling. Like this clothes are already like existing. It's not like. Maybe not. Yeah. They were perfectly matched sometimes. They were. I know. They looked so good. So I'm going to shout out two reality dating shows I watched. Um, The Bachelor just finished. I honestly don't know why I still watch this show. The Bachelor himself was so bland. I honestly can't stand him. <laughs> and I don't want to say him by name because it's just like, I don't want to like put that out on him. But it's my name. I know. His name is Zach. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I can keep watching the show. I, I mean, I say that now, yeah, but I know I'm going to still watch it. You've said that for like three years. Now, well, also, like, I watch seasons. it because you kick me out to play video games. It's true. So it's just like something to have on in the background while I'm like looking on my phone. And well, then I get to be a part of the conversation of social media and whatever. True. Now you've learned that there's another show that has 60 episodes a season that you can watch instead of the uh, 63. <laughs> so so speaking of... um. A show that's anything but bland, Love Island UK. I just finished it. Um, so I didn't watch it from the beginning because I was late to it, but I caught up. It's over now. I am obsessed with it. Um, so I would say like it airs in the UK a week before it airs here in the US. Reality dating show um, where it's like, I want to say they have like five women, five men, and they're constantly bringing in new men and new women into this house that they're all living in. And honestly, like the thing that I love about this show the most is watching the friendships. Like they are so nice to each other, like especially the women. They're all lifting each other up. 
they're all saying like, ah, screw him or, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Even though they're all like interested in like the same people, like it's all crazy and I love it. Um, I mean, it does obviously get a little, um, I would say feisty in there between some people, but I, I really enjoyed watching it. Like the great British bake-off of stupping. Sure. Can you explain to me how, is it like a, there's a winner's? Yeah. Like The Bachelor? How does that work? Isn't it just them hanging out in a house all year? So the thing is that the th- I, I still can't really wrap my head around it, but this is happening like live. Like they they are not living in the house right now, but let's just say they are living currently in a house. We are watching it and the turnaround time is like a day. So we're seeing things on our TV that happened yesterday. And people, the public, as they're called, get to vote on their favorite couples or the least favorite couples. And then whoever gets the least amount of votes gets kicked out of the house. Sometimes it's also based on the people in the house. They get to vote to kick out to kick out people. But then at the end, there's, let's say, four couples left and the public gets to pick their favorite couple and they get 50,000 pounds. So it's a popularity contest. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the people seem really great. They're all so nice. Um, yeah. Righto. I know. And I can't stop speaking with a with a British accent. I freaking love the Brits. And you learned all this slang. I did. I did. All right. So that was a lot of television. That's uh, what, what do we think? Succession. Thumbs up. Yellow jackets. Thumbs up. Shrinking. Thumbs up. Ted Lasso, thumbs down. Mando, thumbs way down for me. Grand Crew, thumbs up. History of the World, thumbs medium. Is that a thing? Survivor, up. Top Chef, up. Bachelor, Love Island, next in fashion. Man, we talked about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Did everybody catch up on all these things? Hopefully you did. Next episode, what are we going to talk about? Succession. I think Succession and Yellow Jackets were probably just going to talk most weeks, unless Yellow Jackets kind of falls off a cliff, which I doubt. But Succession is going to be great. We're going to talk about it. We're actually seeing an early premiere of Air on Wednesday. So I don't think we'll go in depth because nobody will be able to see it by the time it comes out. Um, but we'll say if it was good or not and some other discussions. And then we'll find a bunch of other stuff to watch. There's endless content to constantly be consuming. Thank you, Craig, for our production assistance. And thank you, John Welsh, for our intro and outro music. Subscribe so you know every time we post an episode. If you are a regular listener and you've been liking our tent, please write a review. Give us five stars. It helps other people find it. Share your thoughts on social media about your favorite new podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. We may or may not be launching us on YouTube very soon, probably with the next episode. I think we're going to have some videos, uh, all the different segments cut up into different YouTube videos. And Feel free to email us and share all your thoughts at talkintent at gmail.com. From our living rooms to yours, what do you want to watch? 